song is titled Benny and the Jets. You ever heard this one before, Rowdy? I have heard this one. Yeah, you've heard this one? Benny and the Jets. Well, we might need a... An updated version. Hollywood, they can't, like, literally think of a new idea. they got to remake everything and make it worse. So why don't we get a cover of Elton John's Benny and the Jets, and we make it Rogers and the Jets. Jets owner Woody Johnson's private plane departed from LAX at 1126 Pacific Time. Bound for New York after almost 11 hours in Southern California. A whole day courting one Aaron Rodgers for Rodgers and the Jets. All righty, things keep on picking up with Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. The Packers said, hey, you can talk to him. Rodgers, you got permission. And then they talked. And then what happened? They sent their owner, their GM, their head coach, and their offensive coordinator who goes by the name of Nathaniel Hackett out to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers. So, obviously, the last few years, there's been a lot of mental gymnastics by a lot of different people. Oh, God, I heard it on the afternoon show yesterday. Yeah, I still saw a few people out there on Twitter yesterday saying how this doesn't mean anything about Rodgers and the Jets. They still believe that he could be a Packer. It's just a formality. I, th- I just don't know how you can get to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah, it's just a formality that the owner, the GM, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator, who's friends of Rogers, spent eleven hours courting him in California. Yeah, or, or the or the fact that the Green Bay Packers allowed for this to happen. Just formalities, Rowdy. It's it's all just formalities. Hey. It's not like Green Bay spent hours and hours on private flights to California in years past to try and keep him playing. Brought him gifts. Yeah. <laughs> like, and well wishes and gifts and promises. and <laughs> Like all the news yesterday, I would be, at the end of the season, you asked me where I was at with Rodgers and moving forward. I was like 90-10. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> would be the quarterback in Green Bay. Yeah. Then I... Then we got you know a couple weeks after the season, got to look at the salary cap, got to diagnose everything, take everything in, and I was like, I don't know, Ebo. I'm like 50-50. 50% of me thinks Rodgers is going to be the quarterback next year because he's just more, he's just more talented than Love right now. But the other 50% of me is looking at this financially and logically, saying, I think it's time to trade him. <laughs> After all the news that came out yesterday, specifically that started with the show, he's gone. I'm 99.9% sure he won't be a Packer. Yeah, we were talking about this. uh, A lot of this info started coming out like, yeah, they got permission to talk. And then about at 930, it was, they're sending another contingency out there. They're sending another group. And it's, again, the owner, the GM, the head coach, and Nathaniel Hackett. Once the Packers OC, uh, the failed Broncos head coach, and now the Jets head C, or, uh, OC, excuse me. They're out in New York, or I'm sorry, they're out in California to court Rogers to New York. 11 hours they're out there. You think you think Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers like dapped each other up, be like, "Man, it's so nice to see uh, big hogs," and then they just started, I don't know, reminiscing about the old times. Like, "Hey, you want to do it, in New York?" And Robert Sala's like, "Yeah, boys, come on, let's go. I got you. I got pieces. I got a defense too, and I'm a good head coach. Or, I, I don't worry about my eyebrows. I don't even have hair. I don't have to worry about my hair like Matt Lafleur." How many times do you think? Those three, because Robert Sala, obviously best man in each other's weddings with Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett was his OC for a couple of years, but they're buddies. How much of this jet meeting God. do you think that they were just crapping on LaFleur? Oh, I, Sala's probably like, dude, every time we go against our buddies, LaFleur would choke, man. You had such a good game. You would do so well, Aaron. LaFleur would just crap the bed every time against our old buddies. That's, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in Aaron Rodgers, whatever mansion he was in California, hosting 
everyone with a pulse on the New York Jets as they just probably crapped on the floor and said, dude, why don't you just come to New York already? Uh, you're bigger than Green Bay. Come to New York. Let's have some fun. You know, let's win a Super Bowl. Hell, Joe Namath already blessed you. He'll probably give you his fur coat if you wanted to. Rowdy, it's, it, to me, it feels imminent. Like, it, it's it's happening. Our guy, True Advisor on Twitch, twitch.tv, you can search my name, Ebo says, he goes, I can't wait to hear you guys break the news. Does that, True Advisor, do you mean this morning? Like, will it happen today? If it does, if it, Rowdy, if it does happen, it better happen in between the hours of 6 and 10. Either today, tomorrow, Friday, or next week. It needs to happen during the hours of 6 and 10. We cannot have these other jabronis who hate Aaron Rodgers uh, and their low IQ and feeble minds break on air. We need it. Yeah, so obviously you were naming off the people that were on this jet. You have the owner. You have the head coach, the offensive coordinator, <laughs> you know, guys that have all been connected to either Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and clearly the current Jets regime. Mm-hmm. Here's a tweet from Matt Schneidman. Oh, oh, oh. This is from 135 in the morning. <laughs> Jets owner Woody Johnson's private plane departed from LAX at 1126 p.m. Bound for New York after almost 11 hours in Southern California and a day courting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, they it, were there for almost half a day and they're leaving <laughs> super late at night, yeah. getting in super early. Oh, come on. Rodgers probably like, all right, boys, I've had a really fun day doing all kinds of activities and seeing a show in your own California. It's, it's time for me to go to sleep. I got a big decision tomorrow. I'll say this. Can you, can you take a private jet out of here? I know some people like to rip Goody. For some of the moves that he's made, whether it be free agents or draft over the years. Yeah. Because, you know, people have been on hot on the Gutekunst trail at times. Oh, yeah. Brian Gutekunst said when he took the podium for the very first time as GM, I want to be in every single conversation. <laughs> Basically, I want to be sniffing around all yeah. the best players Pick in free phone, agency. Call. Yeah, I want to be checking out all the top draft picks, even if we maybe yeah. don't necessarily have an opportunity to draft them. Yeah. I don't think when... Brian Gutekunst was sniffing around on some of these players where he might have picked up the phone once to see if they were available. Left the voicemail. Or, yeah, might have asked if he could have permission to talk to him. I don't think Goody and Mark Murphy and anyone like that that were sniffing around free agents or possible trade chips were flying in the dead of the night to meet them outside of when they were begging Aaron Rodgers to please not retire. And I don't feel like they spent 11 hours courting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think they've ever courted anyone for that long. I know for a fact that LaFleur bought, brought like a bot, like a high-end bottle of liquor, like some kind of scotch or tequila. I think it's clear that the Jets are interested. Yeah, the Jet. Here's a good question. Our guy True Advisor again says this. He's, he says it's simple. And this is a question for everyone out there. Uh, whether you have a wife or a husband or whatever it is, you're a life partner, doesn't matter. Because would you, and this is his verbiage in, in this scenario, like I'm a married guy. Would you allow your wife, if you wanted to be monogamous, would you allow her to date another guy for 11 hours? Or let alone the owner, the GM, the head coach, and <laughs> the OC, four, four guys for 11 hours. Uh, as a married man, no, 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 that would not happen. Rowdy, would you allow a girlfriend of yours at the time to date someone else for 11 hours? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Uh, unless I was in some weird purple haired freak show relationship. No, I would not. No. The the only thing I could think of, Ebo, is that you, you're getting in this situation uh, that you're explaining. You can't trade. Is he polyamorous? Yeah, you, you can't trade said other for actual things. <laughs> no, and I don't think I don't think the NFL's got as polyamorous uh, relationships. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to dye his hair blue and then go play for the Jets one Sunday, then the Packers another the other Sunday. Because in the situation you're explaining, if you're married, uh, most people probably don't have a prenup at this point. Um, if you <laughs> if you're, really rich. if you're quote unquote trading them away, you don't get anything. You're actually <laughs> losing something. Here you are. You're losing half. Okay. Um, our guy Keaton uh, Keaton LAX says ninety nine point nine percent sure that Rogers is a jet. He says I'll take that bet, Rowdy. He'll take that bet. I don't I don't know if we're really betting here, but to me it feels like Rogers is going to be a jet very soon. But okay, uh, I'm looking here. How about this? If he's not a jet. He's not a Packer. You don't think, okay, so on the list of it, what do you think happens? 
Jet, another team. Jets are one. Or retire. Jet, another team. Packer or retire. I think at, that be a Twitter poll. I think right now it's it's Jets number one because they're the ones that are clearly going poll. and visiting them. But doesn't it just sound like if you allow? Okay, go. Let's go back to our relationship. If you allow, <laughs> if you allow your wife to date uh, to date one other guy, are you going to allow her to date three other guys, or at least go out on dates? Because you already set the precedent with one. And, and husbands out there, you know about it. It's not happening behind your back, like. <laughs> Like you don't think everything's hunky dory. Like you, yeah. you know what's happening. Like clearly, if you if you were all right with one, you should be all right with three. <laughs> I feel like if Portland had an NFL team, it would fly like that over there, Rowdy. At, I mean, at this point, Packers like to you don't watch. think that you don't think that the uh, Packers. <laughs> Where's Brian Gutekunst's cock chair? <laughs> you don't think the Packers, if all of a sudden Carolina's like, hey, we're gonna take a visit? Can, Can we talk Aaron? to Aaron Rodgers? I did say that, but you don't think that the Packers would be open to letting Carolina go visit Aaron Rodgers yeah, yeah. and talk to him? They're like, Hey, let's line up all of these. T-. I think the Packers are sitting in a good seat here. Yeah. The cuck seat. <laughs> weirdly, the cuck enough, chair, Rowdy. weirdly enough. <laughs> because the think about it. The jets are either <laughs> so desperate. The jets are so desperate. They are just going to bid and bid. And the Packers can be like, dude, we know all you want is Aaron. You got to pay for them. You got to pay to watch this. Yeah. Or you can start to bring in other teams like Carolina and or the Raiders, who some people still think might be a dark horse. And now they're bidding against each other. You don't think they're all waiting outside the door, waiting their turn, Rowdy? I think they call that a train. (laughs) The the Packers, this this relationship is over. The segment got wild fast. (laughs) The Packers are looking around like, I regret this immediately. I, 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 I'm feeling things. There's a lot of anger bubble up inside. I can't do this anymore. I need a divorce. Craig just tweeted in. At Ebo, hey, Craig. What's up, dude? At Rowdy Razor. The Jets are desperate. Exactly what the Packers want. Bye-bye, Aaron. Uh, uh, yeah, Craig, Craig, you've been ready to move on from Rodgers for quite some time. Um, uh, Craig, besides ma- making Brian Gutekunst watch in the corner... What, what 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 do you want the Packers to get in return? I think I saw Craig's tweet pop up about it, but I can't quite remember. Uh, what would you want in return for Aaron Rodgers then? Because a lot of people are playing that game as well. Uh, so, I don't know, Rowdy. A lot of hilarious analogies being thrown out right now. But it feels like Brian Gutekunst, you know, you're in the hotel room and there's a chair in the corner. Like, there's like a random chair in the corner. Like, that's what Brian Gutekunst is sitting on. And he's just watching everyone else have turns at Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's what it feels like. And he's okay with it, I think. Because why else would you? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Packer. I'm, that's that's my sense. But right here, here here's an article. Uh, let's see, ESPN. Uh, let's see here. Rodgers, they go a long list of what the Jets have done and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Rodgers, here, here's this. Rodgers was seen greeting the Jets officials, according to the social media posts. Uh, smiling and giving him hugs. And then there's this, but Rogers still has not yet to make any announcements about what his intentions are. It's, he could still retire, could, could stay in Green Bay or go elsewhere. Do you think, uh, do you agree with what I said probably about two, three, four weeks ago? Where you got to remind me. <laughs> I, I'm still under the the guys that neither team or neither party wants to come out and say they're moving on. Yeah. They don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, they're just like, they're both going to be the bad guys. So the green Bay is going to allow for other teams to talk to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is going to play the cat and mouse game. Like, eh, maybe I'm interested. Maybe I'm not. Yeah. But Goody's like, all right, I want to watch Rodgers. Like, all right, I'll let you watch. Who's going to, who's going to make the move in this game of chicken. Well, it's Rodgers right now. Well, I don't know. The Packers gave from the Packers gave permission. Rodgers was receptive to the you know the, the party coming to California to woo him. Who? Wh- what came first, the chicken or the egg? The permission or the I'm receptive of the group? I don't know. Has anyone been in this kind of weird situation? What happens afterwards? Do you feel a lot of guilt and shame, or do you feel liberated as a new individual? I have no idea. Let's go to the phones. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Green, back, Ron, whoa. Thank you.
Thank you, Charlie. I couldn't have said it better myself. Bring back Ron Wolf. He stayed on hold for 17 minutes just to say that. Thank you, kid. I, I don't know, Rowdy. Then you got a uh, sauce gardener. Uh, he's out there uh, tweeting. I promise if you become a jet, I won't pick you off in practice and I'll burn the cheese head. If we remember sauce Gardner's the guy that put the cheese head on after the jets beat the Packers. Yeah, Breeze Hall was also tweeting their really, really good rookie running back that ended up tearing his ACL, or he probably would have been the rookie of the year. Yeah. You have Garrett Wilson out there. I mean, yeah. it's it's a lot of young talent. Brees Hall tweeted, don't mind me, just manifesting Aaron Rodgers. But I can't help but feeling there might be just a little bit of a disconnect from some of the players in the New York locker room and the New York front office. Wink, wink. Remember the the front office says we still feel very solid about Zach Wilson and his future. And all these other young superstars that are right around (laughs) Zach Wilson's age are all tweeting at Aaron Rodgers like, Like, go get Aaron Rodgers. I'm manifesting you. I'm manifesting you. Get over here. Wilson sucks. I'm manifesting Rodgers. I'll burn the cheese head if you come. I'll I'll roll out the red carpet. Would you like some ayahuasca right when you come I remember we made a bet in the Razor's Edge this fall, and we took the Jets, and Zach Wilson was announced starter. Gross. And it was still a close game with the spread right there in contention. And there were so many times where Garrett Wilson was wide open and Zach Wilson couldn't hit him at all. He's terrible. He's at awful. All. Zach Wilson's terrible. Who's their GM? Joe Douglas? I mean, I, I bet you Joe Douglas has got his feet on the flames, dude. He is His seat is hot. Why? Because he got Zach Wilson. He's like, here's how I saved my job. I go give myself up to Aaron Rodgers and do anything possible to woo him to New York. I actually like that approach, though, from an NFL GM. Not going down with the ship with your guy, at least trying to save yourself. Yeah. And what better way to save yourself than a four-time MVP, a Hall of Famer, and a guy who immediately makes the Jets contenders? The AFC is stacked. Don't get it twisted. I mean, Rodgers probably had a better chance in the NFC, but look what happened. The dude missed the playoffs. AFC stacked, and Jets have a good roster. And now the other funny thing to me is the opposite end of this Twitter spectrum. It's the Green Bay Packer people that, seen anyone? that were pro-Jordan Love. I'm seeing a lot of different like artwork or snapshots of Jordan Love, <laughs> and almost like posters. Mm-hmm. And they give me a lot of Ninja Turtle, fe- Ninja Turtle feels, like with the... Uh, Young Ninja Turtles walking away. Oh, and then the splinters. Yeah. Old, yeah. Then he's old, and they're they're walking. <laughs> it's a lot of that type of vibe with Jordan Love. Now everyone's like on the Jordan Love train. Okay, you see a lot of uh, new, speaking of social media, you see a lot of New York Jets players talking how bad they want Aaron Rodgers, recruiting Aaron Rodgers. Have you seen anyone from the Green Bay Packers on the team try to court Rodgers back to the Packers? I have not. I really haven't either. But he's no, also he actively also, been looking either. I, I haven't been actively looking either. I'll, I mean, I'll look right now, but I, I, I mean, he is a Packer technically. I mean, he's still on the team, so I don't do. I have no idea. We'll I think the most it. I heard, you know, down the stretch, like Super Bowl till now, was like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is really good. I'd love to play with twelve. Yeah, you know. But it wasn't anything over the top like, hey, we need you to stay here. Hey, we need you back. No. Well, we've heard people talking about how good Jordan Love could be. You know? A lot of stuff to get to today. Oh, oh, hey, by the way, the NFL draft already is just 50 days away. Tomorrow at 7 a.m., we're going to have Barry Richter in. The pride of Wisconsin hockey. Royalties. Madison royalty. National champion on the Olympics and NHL or hockey. Well, what happened with hockey? Tony Granato was just fired. Yep. And coming back. Nope. Remember when Granada was hired? Yeah. People were like titillated. Like, oh my God, this that, is well, going to be crazy. I, I think it helped out by the international and hockey community, the NHL hockey community, and uh, the quick influx of uh, players that committed from uh, the U.S. Deve- developmental program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked to be like a, people like, like oh a, my god yeah. this this is we're gonna be just be a and it, dynasty it helped that they rebounded from a previous two yeah. seasons that combined for eight wins yeah, no eves was i mean eves was good don't get it twisted but at the end it yeah. was it was a- time after the 2010 championship game where they lost oh, was that 
five to nothing. It took a quick yeah. turn downhill there. And then when Granado came in, people were like, yes, it's, it's, it's happening. We're, we're back. Well, the Badgers were 105, 129, and 16 overall and 22 games below 500 in Big Ten action. With Granado. Now, Granado did, in 2016, he tried to help turn around the once-proud program. He was Big Ten coach of the year in 2017 and 2021, with the latter coming as Wisconsin won its first ever Big Ten regular season title. But then the program fallen uh, over the last two years, finishing under 500 in I mean, both campaigns. He went from eight wins to 20 wins in his first season, you know, and... Yeah. Um, and and then you didn't even make... The, you lost the championship game for the Big Ten tournament and then did not make the... The NCAA tournament that year. That, yeah. was, that was pretty funny. Now, so. now, the COVID, like, I wonder, and this could go for any walk of life, not sports to inter- anything. I wonder what happens if COVID doesn't happen or, or we don't shut down. Or, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, even with, they, they did well. Um, that's the class that had Turcotte yeah. and uh, Linus uh, Weisbach uh, and had a lot of talent. Um, Cole Caulfield. Yeah. So they did well. Um, and it's, they, they made it to the NCAAs. Uh, they played on that horrific sheet of ice. Yep. Um, it was like, it was like, that's really no excuse. There. It was all wet. Both shouldn't. teams were on yeah. there, but, um, and, and lost six to three. Um, yep. but I mean, so I, whereas the football program lost out during COVID, I don't think the hockey program, no, they had success. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it's one of those. I think you can still recruit on people knowing Wisconsin as the diagonal jerseys, yeah. Wisconsin across not just the chest, the entire body, you yeah. know, um, and it's it's one of those that re- recruiting didn't hurt this team. They still had nine or ten guys this year with NHL rights. Um when you have that kind of talent that can't come together and play consistently, True. then it totally falls on the coaching staff. Yeah. And here's the thing. Last year, and I did not agree with this decision at all. I thought it was absolutely asinine. Uh, Mark Strobel, the associate head coach, Mark Strobel, who would join us on the show all the time, and I'm not just saying this because he's a friend of the show and he's a great guy, he was the total fall guy for Tony Granado. He never should have been. Mark Strobel was nothing but pure class all Wisconsin, a hell of a motivator, just a great man. Yeah. He was Granado's fall guy last year, and it was d- terrible, terrible that he was done dirty like that. Yeah. And Strobel they, they, is and was the man. They used the excuse, and he was the special teams guy, so penalty kill and power play on that. We all kinda, knew what the problem going was. going down. We all knew. But, you know, he lost the amount of talent and scorers your power play's going to go down. Yeah, we um, all knew what the reason was, and it wasn't Mark Strobel. He was yeah. sadly the fall guy. Strobes, love you, brother. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but it's uh, the how it all went down. It's a shame. I mean, Granado listened to, uh, um, was that Carter? No, not Carter. Um, Michael Irvin. Yeah, you got, he got no, no, it, was Carter. it was Chris yeah, Carter. Yeah, it was Carter. He got himself a fall guy. Strobes, Mark Strobel, that dude was pure class, is pure class. And I would love to see it. It's not going to happen, but I would love to see him back. The question is now is what's next? Yeah. Um, and we'll it, have Barry in tomorrow. We'll talk about I, it. I personally think it's you go for um, one of these, I mean, perceived now lower-level teams. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I still think we'll Wisconsin's we'll a destination coaching job, but – you go for like the guy at uh, Mankato. Yeah. Um, in something that could be his, picked up. Yeah. In his time as Mankato's head coach, he has seven tournament appearances. Wisconsin has three. Yeah. And I think eight, it'll be eight this year for him. So my question is with, you know, and we'll get to this a little later. You don't have to answer it now because we're against the break a little bit. With how excited people were with Granado coming in, who, I mean, he was a juggernaut of a hire. It was huge. Yeah. You got a guy with what about Luke Fickle and the Badgers? They're a little different, obviously, because he's—I mean—he went to the national championship with Cincinnati. Like, but Granado had so much success with what he did in his career and NHL, and now people getting their hopes up. I'm not trying to, you know, rain anyone's parade right here, but I say sometimes with expectations, look what happened with well, Granado. I'm not saying it's going to happen with Fickle, but it's I just, mean, 
Wisconsin, the Wisconsin community as a whole isn't going to react as big as it did for football because, yes, even though the hockey program had been good for so long, it's still a, a niche fan base. Like, mm-hmm. your casual hockey fan just knows Wisconsin hockey was good. You know, they don't they don't know, like, I don't know if anybody can name, like, all the championship years uh, against they got six of them, you know. Um, I don't know if you're going to go out and can name, I mean, and here's the thing, you don't really have to go out on a limb and name a, a lot of coaches because there aren't a lot of coaches in the history sure. of Wisconsin hockey. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens coming up. Ooh, the coveted line four. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, hey, Ebo. Uh, this is Mike from Madison. Um, Mike, what's up, dude? Uh, there's a zillion college games today. Rowdy's gonna have one. <laughs> well, he's got. Uh, no, he has a zillion. He's got, but it all golf, it all golf picks. <laughs> Mike, all right, all right. Rowdy, feet to the feet to the flames here. Mike's Mike's. He's yearning for a college basketball pick. What do you got? Give Mike a little nugget. You know, I hate to say this because I oh, feel like Mike. I can I can never. Shoot bet this hip. team well when I bet on them. Oh, he's taking but Ohio State. The the Badgers <laughs> getting Wisconsin. I know I, is I a two like point it. underdog. But, Mike <laughs> Rowdy, Wisconsin two and a half point underdog to the Buckeyes. What do we think? I would say Wisconsin, no but way, I don't. No. I don't like. I don't like it. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I don't understand. I would assume that Wisconsin was going to be about a four or five point favorite. Well, okay. Well, what's your, what's your gut telling you? I'll be then? honest. I didn't yeah. look at any basketball because I knew I was loading up on uh, golf. Mike, oh. what's your, go, we're going straight from the hip. Gut picks. Wisconsin, oh. two and a half underdogs. What? Yes, take it. Uh, I, I always have to pick against Wisconsin because if I do pick them to win, they always lose. So it's just reverse psychology for me. Uh, but, um, now, according uh, to Ken Palm, if you look at their ratings, they think that – Ohio State should be about a point favorite over Wisconsin. Huh. Yeah, don't get that. All right, so there was none you uh, yeah, that pop out at you. He had, he had nine yeah. in golf. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't look at any basketball today. God, we can't, right. even, we well, can't even. Tomorrow just... then. All right. Well, hope springs right. eternal. Okay. See bye, you, Mike. Guys. See you, buddy. But I, will, I won't lie. The degenerate me comes out a little bit when you start getting the Cal State Northridges versus the <laughs> Cal State Bakerfields, and you're like, ooh, this looks like it might be a little short. Hey, Mike, or, I, got, I got one for Mike. This team can't find a win, and you can bet on it in spring training. Take the Giants over the Brewers tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> the Brewers literally can't win in spring training, so take the Giants over the Brewers. But it's tomorrow, so they have an off day today. First pitch is at 2.05. I don't know, Garrett Mitchell's hit a couple dingers, right, Rowdy? Garrett Mitchell looks really good. Weimer, Joey Weimer hit a home run yesterday. Corbin Burns got hit kind of hard for the second straight outing. Yeah. But he was experimenting with uh, his cutter and, and the pitching clock and different things. I'm not worried. And for anyone that's going to yell, oh, see, he's pissed off at the organization. He's going to tank this year and he's going to stink. Well, that's not going to help him because he's still going to try and get paid, whether that's with the Brewers or not. Okay, I'm, let's see here. Um... I have to address something on Twitch. I love my guy, the DJ. I always screw your name up, though. I love you, but I always screw your name up. The DGR War. He says, weather predict. You know, we've been bagging on meteorologists lately. He says, weather prediction is a lot harder than Ebo seems to think. Imagine trying to predict the exact score of every game every day. Then you are off by a few points of like a game, yada, 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 and then people attack you. If Rowdy's picks were weather predictions, he would have been taken off the air a month ago. Rowdy's been doing well in college basketball. Rowdy's been doing well. I'm not saying it's the weather prediction itself. It's the dramatized, like, the death storm is coming. It's going to, like, bunker down. we got to cancel everything, shut down every business, because there's going to be so much snow, you're not going to be able to know what to do with yourself. And then what happens is, like, two inches. Like, it's all the dramatics of it all. Like, listen to us. We're all going to die. And then... It never comes to fruition. That's my gripe against it. It's not essentially the weather predictor her, him or herself. Well, I actually did some weather stuff yeah. back in the day at the the college station. You know what the hardest part is? Getting the up green there screen? on the green screen yeah. and making sure you're pointing at the right thing. Yeah, I'm not talking about like oh, you know, it's it's the it's all the dramatics of it all. It's it's the theater of it. It's just like the news cycle. Everything is so like. <laughs> It's just nauseating. It's not the actual meteorologists themselves. I'm not trying to attack them personally. 
Uh, I don't watch the Weather Channel. He just stopped watching. I don't. I just I see it go through Facebook or Twitter, and I I chuckle. I don't watch the news. I literally don't. It's I won't lie though. Fear mongering nonsense for Mike and Madison. That, that Wisconsin was one that I looked at and go, oh, two and a half point dogs. I want to. All right, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Ohio State's much. How much higher up in Ken Palm is? So Ohio State. Well, let's just talk about Ohio State. Ohio State did not have a good Big Ten season. No, Clearly, they they're stand. playing. They're playing Wisconsin, who's the 12 seed. <laughs> so they're the 13 seed. Yeah. They were the second to worst team in the Big Ten, but they started out Ebo two and zero in the Big Ten, kind of like Wisconsin started three and zero. Their final 18 games, they went three and 15. Now they played a ton of close games in that span that they came up on the losing side. We knew that they were going to be talented and, and athletic because they always have a really good recruiting class. They're always bringing in very athletic kids, Yeah, but they're finding ways to lose. That being said, all their close losses and decent performances in the non-conference kind of like Wisconsin has the analytics loving them. They're actually 58th in Ken Palm, man. Wisconsin down here at 72. All right, so little, all right, little separation. All right, our relief pitcher coming up, but first, and then we'll get back to the Badgers. But first, one more phone call before break. Line two, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, Bill, what's up, dude? Hey, instead of talking to 12 and 13 C, can we go back to Rachel Bush? Oh, did you look her up? I did. I way, way, more important, way more important than 12 and 13 seed in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but what do, what do I know? Uh, I, I'm trying to – I'm like – I feel like Akon right now. I'm trying to, uh, to find the words that not be disrespect, uh, dis- disrespectful right now. She is a very fine-looking individual. I'll say that. I'm not being disrespectful. No, I'm not just, at all. Uh, good for Jordan Poyer. Well done. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> See you, Bill. <laughs> Yes. Um, so there you go. I'm glad I could make someone's day. Hopefully Mitch and Madison also looked that up. Anyone else out there, if you feel so inclined? She is an Instagram model. Influencer. Yeah, but everyone is these days. Yeah. Well, I mean, she fits the mold. If you got a big ass and... So, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the words to not be disrespectful. Like Akon said, if you have very voluptuous... you And on Instagram, you have a lot of followers. Our relief pitcher coming up. I'm thirsty. I need some drinks. I need some Potosi, K-Vale. I need a beer. That's what I'm trying to say, right? You have one? No, I was just chuckling because I got a message here. And it was uh, from Roger saying, I think you could do pretty well if you got a four-point guarantee. So it's like I give out the line of Wisconsin plus two and a half, but I also get the four-degree guarantee. So they could, oh, they, the I could still, the weather. I could still lose, <laughs> but yet if they kept it within six and a half, we technically would win on the weather. Gambling needs to have the four degree guarantee. You know, if there was a four point guarantee, I don't think the casinos inv- and for Mike and Madison, I think I might have came up with a, a basketball pick. It comes to my attention here about an hour ago. John Rothstein tweeted out Boston College's Quentin Post ankle is a game time decision for today's game. He averages over 15 points a game. Oh. Right now, the North Carolina lines only moved a half point in the last hour. <laughs> so you're, you're getting Carolina minus 11 and. If that guy is out, you probably get a free roll. So I'll take uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels minus 11 and a half. They got to win. They got to get in the tournament. There you go, Mike and Madison. sucks. I'm still laughing at the King's answer. <laughs> By the way, Grant will be on four to six tonight for the Wisco Sports Show. Ben? No, no, hey, Ben. It's not an international women's question. Did the Badgers win tonight? Oh, oh, easily. Easily? Right. I think never mind. They never win easily. They win. I think they win too. Line four. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, uh, something off topic. It's a legit question, though. Uh, yeah, so please, please get I off topic. Under- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't understand uh, this franchise tag business that the Ravens are doing in terms of why would the Players Association ever agree to having that right? Because right now the Ravens are in a situation where they get two first-round picks, so a team has to give up two years' worth of picks for the privilege of paying this guy untold amounts of money so basically, on top of forfeiting their entire salary cap, they get to forfeit their future as well. So 
that just seems totally overpowered, and I don't know why. It's insane. It's insane. What's your time. name, man? Who is this? What's your name? Oh, this is, this is Dean from Lacrosse. Hey, hey, Dean, what's up, man? Um, Dean, well, so yeah, yeah. So, so why, Dean, you haven't called in in a while. What's, where you been? I'm just outraged by this thing I'm seeing, where it's like every, it's, it, you know, it's almost like in baseball though, where they have that you know qualifying offer, and then you get back a pick, and it's usually a garbage pick. You know, if somebody like the the Jets overpays for him and then decides to take him on and yeah. then gives a two first round pick, it's just crazy. So uh, you know, from my perspective, this is going to be the pioneering of like, why wouldn't the Vikings just let Jefferson go and get two first round picks back for him if all else fails? You know, it's there's no longer any reason to have like worries about a holdout yeah. if they've got this right. If the players of a certain caliber, you just say. Yeah, and we'll get to well, first-round picks when you sign with the Browns or something. We'll answer your question in a second, but how about this, too? How about Daniel Jones? I mean, the Giants didn't pick up his option, right? And now they are They could have saved, like, millions upon millions of dollars if they would have. Now that what they offered him, they're paying, like, they're getting bent over to pay Daniel Jones. It's crazy. That's right. Well, and, for, and the same conversation is happening with Tua right now. Like, they need to pick up Tua's option for that very reason. But, yeah, I think it was the worst possible time for the Giants to have, like, a mediocre year where they want to say, oh, let's keep this thing going. We're starting to make some ground on this because it's like, okay, it was fool's gold. You weren't actually that good. And then, you know, now they're going to have the next four or five years instead of doing a total rebuild. So, again, <laughs> so on this Daniel Jones, if they had done that weird tag that that the Ravens are doing, yeah. and then you know, so they would have offered him thirty million bucks, which now they're paying him more than that as like a reduced price on that tag. And then if some fool like the Raiders decides to you know pick or give up two first round picks, which I don't even think they have two yeah. first round picks to give because Adams, you know, they would just be mortgaging their future. So I think that that right that the Players Association allowed to get in is just way too so, overpowered. For the so team. the the. Uh, so Baltimore, I'll just reiterate what you said. Baltimore has the right to match the offer to keep him or take two fronts, two, two first round picks as compensation. The non-exclusive tag will pay Jackson thirty two million this season is less expensive than the exclusive tag that would have gave him forty five million. So and and like Geno Smith is going to have a cap hit of like fifty eight million this year, and he's getting like right, and he's getting forty million a year. And I don't know what the number is on him, but it just from my perspective. Like no team is going to pay him the money of Deshaun Watson now because they're going to say, okay, well, we got to, you know, balance the fact that we're giving up two first round picks. So we're going to have to keep some money back to pay other guys. God. Um, I just, I just think from, in terms of negotiating standpoint, he's going to get way less money for this thing because whatever team's not going to pay him. And then the Ravens can just say, oh yeah. We'll scoop him up for that, or so, you know, take this is the, uh, Lori, this marks the first time in seven years that a quarterback has been given non-exclusive tag. I think you might have brought it up. The last quarterback was Kirk Cousins in 2016. Well, yeah. I just think that my personal opinion is, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I love this option because yeah. if you're sitting there, the reason why I I think the Ravens are hesitant to give him a long-term contract with a lot of money is kind of the. The reason that I've talked about years ago on the show, he's an extremely good athlete that struggles to throw the football. He's got a strong arm, but he's not necessarily very accurate. So when you're getting older and older, obviously the legs are becoming older and older as well. Is he going to be explosive at age 29 as he is right now at 24, 25? I I believe he turns 26 or is 26. But again, where is he going to look if you sign him to a four, six, you know, seven, eight year deal by the time he's 30, 31, 32? Because he can't rely on his arm to be a pocket passer like the Rodgers or the Brady. So you're trying to, you're trying to like juggle the, well, he's a great athlete, but not a great thrower. How's he going to look as he gets older? Do we want to be tied to money? You know, you're doing that. But then at the same, at the same time, if there's a team that wants to go above and beyond to sign him, well then have at it and we'll figure out if we want to match it or not. And I don't think because the Ravens were the team that actually kind of better be taking notes, Dean. They were the first team that said, you know what? We're going to draft a guy that a lot of people think should be a receiver and we're going to build an offense around him. And they built the offense around him and he was great. He won an MVP. I mean, he was electric. Now the throwing's a little bit behind, but they were the ones that first built the offense around him. No other team really did that in history. Dean? So I, I think like they're trying to figure out what other teams think this type of quarterback is worth on the market as well. Dean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Dean? Yep. 
Yeah, I, I think the one thing I'll say is if it's like in MLB, if you've got like a Wander Franco or who's the outfielder for the Braves, where, you know, they sign this guy to a crazy contract that works out for everybody, and then you end up paying a lot of value in picks or future capital for the sake of trying to have that contract, and it works out for a team that doesn't have as big of a salary. In the NFL, you're just paying for the privilege to pay this guy a huge untold amount of money and you're forfeiting your future with these picks, which have value is yeah. inherent with them as well. I just don't get why teams are paying so much for a guy like Russell Wilson, for a guy like Devonte Adams or this crap when, yeah, you're going to have to pay all your, you know, it was like 16% it's, of your bankroll. Is it's crazy. Home. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah crazy. So whatever. Conceptually, hey, I don't get it. Hey, Dean, hey, hey, before we let you go, brother, a nice hearing from you. Um, I like you keep calling in. And by the way, is there a karaoke spot in lacrosse? I don't want to, I don't want to like you know, uh, disregard my, my dining room. I've got one for the kids set up. All right, we're coming. We're coming. We'll be coming over. We're coming over Friday night. All right. You're welcome anytime. All right, sounds good, buddy. We'll see you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Deshaun Watson messed up everything because it was a guy that was under investigation that was really good years ago. You blew it. Like had to sit out for what a year and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, he's the one that screwed up the market. If <clears throat> the Cleveland Browns, the crappy franchises of crappy franchises. Yeah, they suck. If they didn't offer the same type of money that they did to a Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray wouldn't have been asking for that type of money. We wouldn't be seeing Daniel Jones with this type of money. Like, it clearly would go up because that's what money does in sports like this. But it wouldn't have made quite the huge jump that it was because of Deshaun Watson and the Browns. And I bet the Browns are regretting that now. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, we'll see what happens. There's some other quarterback stuff in play though. I mean, we talked about, you know, Derek Carr going to the new Orleans saints, right? And he was the top quarterback free agent. Yeah. The jets were like basically, you know, doing anything in their power to you know, get down on their knees and <clears throat> Whatever they could to get him there. Like, well, you're all a famer if you come here. You want a Super Bowl if you come here. He's like, well, I'm going to the Saints. Thanks. Well, Rowdy, Lamar Jackson getting the, what tag was it again? The exclusive, exclusive tag. Franchise tag. And I it makes sense to me from the Baltimore perspective. Because if somebody does throw a ton of money at Lamar and they're not willing to match it, they get two first round picks. Makes sense, right? Yeah. But then also to the Baltimore perspective, and I, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit earlier. No, they drafted Lamar Jackson when a lot of people and a lot of NFL scouts thought that Lamar Jackson should probably be turned into like a wide receiver because he's super athletic and he's shown that he can win an MVP. He's shown that yeah, make running his, his arm is very strong, but it's not very accurate. He has improved his throwing, but there's still a lot of question marks on that side of the football for Lamar. The non-exclusive, yes. Here, uh, let's see here. What is they at? Uh, let's see. Baltimore has the right to match the offer to keep him or take two first-round picks as compensation. Uh, the non-exclusive tag will pay Jackson 32 mil a season is less expensive than the exclusive, which projected at 45. Mil. Baltimore to me is is they drafted Lamar and then they completely formed their offense around him. Mm-hmm. But they've no one's ever really done that before. Like they always took like we'll just use for an example like the Mike Vicks of the world, and they let him be the running quarterback. Yeah. Well, they completely changed their offense to fit Lamar Jackson. There's no market out there for Lamar Jackson because another team for him to be as successful as he was in Baltimore would kind of have to take on that that same mo, mm-hmm. change their offense a little bit. So I understand from the Baltimore point of view is. We don't know if we want to throw $45 million a year at this guy because we changed all of our stuff for him. Let's see what other people out there are thinking if they're willing to do it because we might get it for cheaper. So that makes sense for me. But the Danny... Danny Jones or Danny Dimes. Yeah, the Danny Dimes, the Daniel Jones thing. Man, man the Giants, the, I, if I was the Giants, I couldn't do that. The Giants really f themselves. Like Daniel Jones... If they were going to, because they, they had just hired Brian Dayball and the new coaching staff, you know, switching up a lot of stuff in the organization, mm-hmm. they had to make that decision right after the draft last year, whether they wanted to pick up his option for this year or not. And obviously that would have been a lot cheaper, but 
there was nothing telling you that Daniel Jones was going to be a good quarterback. Like he flashed early when he came in and was drafted and, and Peyton or not Peyton, Eli Manning was fading fast. He showed a couple of flashes, but for the most part, those first three years, they, I mean, they weren't very good. He gets Brian Dable, comes in, and he looks like he can be a decent quarterback. Now, he's still a guy that can use his legs, but like Lamar Jackson, when you're a running quarterback, you when you get older, what's he going to look like at 28, at 30, after he's getting hit consistently? He can be now, running this fast. Now, Danny Dimes showed that he could throw the football, but he showed that he could throw the football against bad teams and average teams. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do it against the best teams. Look at what happened when he faced Philly. They ate him alive. Uh, throwing forty God. million dollars at him a year, four years, one hundred and sixty mil with eighty-two million guaranteed at signing for Danny. I, I guess if you're the New York Giants, it wasn't top market value, but at the same time, you're paying an average quarterback forty million dollars a year. That's a head scratcher for me. Duh. They could and they could have picked up his option, right? They could have had him cheap this year, and instead they're <laughs> paying a lot of money to like, Danny. Dimes. What do you think the real difference is between a Daniel Jones and a Marcus Mariota. I know Marcus Mariota's a little bit older, but I mean both can run a little bit. I mean, Mariota, both both are average passers. Yeah. Mariota's gonna be a lot cheaper than what Danny Dimes would be. Jeez. So it's wild out here. They they better hope that Brian Daybolk and and Daniel Jones can continue to grow success. together. They had success last year, but also yeah. But then you you, you get past those two because those Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones were the two question marks as whether they would hit free agency or not. Yep. Well, it looks like that's not going to happen. Now you're sitting here. Derek Carr is signed. The rest of the quarterbacks in free agency. We touched on this yesterday, but it's Carson Wentz. It's Mariota. It's Baker Mayfield. It's Sam Darnold. It's Teddy Bridgewater. It's Jacoby Brissett. And then if you get anything lower than that, you're really dipping into the deep end. The top guy now has to be Jimmy Garoppolo or... Hey, Jimmy G's a winner. If you can coax Tom Brady out of retirement. And there there was reports over the weekend that Tommy may not be hanging it up. So clearly Aaron Rodgers is now front and center, right? Yep. I mean, this, this is the courtship of Aaron Rodgers now. I mean, he is... The guy. Uh, by the way, Tom Brady tweeted out yesterday. Uh, Tom, here's the tweet. Tom Brady might not be done after all with playing in the NFL, according to the Rich Eisen show. We talked to people in Indy. They say, keep an eye on Miami. Tom Brady quoted that tweet, and Tom said 20 hours ago, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Send. That's what Tom Brady tweeted out. That's exactly what someone that was totally thinking about coming back and where he could go would say. Tom, you literally divorced or got a divorce because you wanted to come back to play football to a supermodel. I don't think a two-month-old kitten is going to stop Man, you. And I told anything. you from right when when he said he was retiring, I'll believe it once the season starts and he's not under center. Yeah, my money would still be on him playing next year. Uh, Tom, and, and if you remember, he just chases a different kind of kitty now. Remember going back to the Miami because it's funny that Miami pops up on there. Remember the Miami boat story? Oh yeah, with the Just, yacht with Justin Flores. We're not talking a Vikings yacht. We're talking just a lunch. Yeah, the yacht. F- former coach of the Dolphins, and then the GM yep. and the owner. The and we boat. thought that the fracture was Tua, Tua. versus. Deshaun Watson, yeah. and then the rumors came out that it was actually for Tom Brady, yep. but then he decided to stay in Florida but go to Tampa Bay. Yep. Well, maybe that reunion's actually going to happen here. Could be. All right. Let's go to the phones. Line one. Thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? You waited on hold eight minutes to say that? Nope. He did say he got up at 1 a.m. and started drinking and watching Star Trek, so that's just... How come Grant Bills has caller ID and I don't get any? All right, 608-321-1670. I'll, I'll go to the flashing green line, whatever. We'll talk a little Badgers around the way. Believe it or not, for the first time ever, the Badgers are playing on a Wednesday in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, that's tonight. That's, yeah, that's, that's tonight at 530. And for the first time since the year 2000, they're playing on the opening day of the Big Ten tournament. Now, last time they did play on the opening day in 2000, a little story happened, Rowdy, where they eventually went to the Final Four. Yeah, but also they were a six seed, and there was only 11 <laughs> teams in the Big Ten. So a lot of teams played on the opening day. <sighs> the Badgers, for the first time ever, playing Wednesday tonight. And by the way, they're dogs. 
They're the 12th seed going against the 13th seed at Ohio State Buckeyes. They're dogs. Yeah, so last night when the game opened, Wisconsin was a two-point underdog to Ohio State, and now currently it's moved to two and a half. They're dogs. Oh, hang on. I know this isn't Charlie. Uh, line four, who's this? Yeah, this is Todd from Mount Horn. Oh, Todd, my man, Todd. You're one of the last Rogers hanger honors like I am. How are we feeling? Well, when are we going to start talking about Green Bay as being one of the biggest failure organizations in the NFL? <laughs> well, How did, do you go 30 years with two first ballot Hall of Famers, several MVPs, and two Lombardi trophies? You know, winning when the Super Bowl is hard. I, let me ask you this, Todd. If Tom Brady doesn't go and win, like, every single trophy since he came to the NFL, are we still having the same conversation? Oh, I think so. I think so. I, I agree with you, Todd. I think we are Wait, because I think what? with Rodgers and, and Favre and the talent, because both are probably surefire top ten quarterbacks of all time, yeah. seven MVPs between the two, how did you only get three Super Bowl appearances and two two winners. I well, would have thought that it would be at least two winners each. You go uh, didn't drafting? Ron say, didn't Ron Wolf say he wish he would have supported yep. far more yep. with better more weapons. And the same thing happened with Ted Thompson. Yeah, Ron Wolf literally had a big piece. He's like, I wish I would have got Brett far more weapons. What does the next GM do? Literally never get a weapon. Well, I mean, look right. at what he did when he did bring in weapons, whether you want to say offense or defense side of the ball. Brings in Reggie White, brings in Andre yeah. Risen. They won a Super Bowl. Yep, and what they do for Rodgers? They brought in Jimmy Graham, who was a shell of what he was. <laughs> it, it was like, it is male practice of what they did to Aaron Rodgers. And the defense, for the most part, part stunk for yep. for most of Rodgers' career. I mean, Rodgers in an NFC Championship game was throwing to Jared Everdaris, Jeff Janis, and the ghost of J- uh, Greg Jen- or uh, James, James Jones, Jones in the hoodie. These people say Rodgers chokes. Well, his play got him to the playoffs. Many years when he shouldn't even have been. I mean, he put the he, he literally no puts the team on his back there. and wills them, and then yeah. all of a sudden the talent or lack thereof catches up around him, and you're like, well, here we are. And I don't know if we still I don't know if Lafleur is a, a even a good coach or not. Lafleur and Todd Rogers' best years. Just naked eye watching him. It was after the Super Bowl. It was that 2011 season through like 2017 season with the Jared Cook toe tap. And that's when we're talking about Jordy Nelson was at the end of his career and then the litter of fringe NFL yeah. receivers he was throwing to. Yeah, it's just, it's Todd, just bad. Todd, we'll meet at the Driftless Social in Mount Horeb and we'll, we'll talk about it over some martinis, all right? Well, I'm not a martini guy. Well, at all. beer then, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever you want, we'll, we'll drink it, all right? All right, man. All right, see you, buddy. Go Badgers. Hell yeah. I did get a very interesting tweet at the end of the show. Remember when we were going uh, on and on with uh, Vagabond John? About karaoke? About No, no, earlier yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About Philip Rivers versus Eli Manning? <laughs> yes. Give me Philip Rivers all day. And then Roethlisberger versus Rogers, who's yes. better? And he goes, you can't be serious with the Philip Rivers thing. You can't, you can't be talking about just talent. And he goes, if we're talking just talent... You're never going to guess the name he brought up being better than both Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. Jamarcus Russell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Vagabond Johnny. He's on one. What are, what's wrong with you? Did you? Are you eating paint chips again? I think he fell off stage and hit his head. I, well, he was a cheerleader for Wisconsin. Did someone drop you? Like, Was one of the people on top dropped on your head? Is that how you met your fiance? All right, we'll come right back soon. Jamarcus Russell? I got I got the proof. Vagabond. I got the receipt. Johnny, Vagabond. He's eating paint chips or he's living on our power lines.